0: Hi everybody, it's Alex here, and I'm glad that you're watching right now. And I know that if you're watching right now, then the reality is, is that my test results have come back as a co I have COVID. And so uh, I made this video just in case, and, I, and I'm glad that uh, we have technology to be able to do this. So if you're watching in the gym, I'm so glad that you're here this morning to to gather together. Uh, Thank you to the band who has led us into worship. And if you are watching at home right now, hello. I'm glad that you are taking time to watch from home right now. Uh, Hey, before we get started, just turn to someone right now and tell them that Jesus loves them. Can you do that for me, please? Awesome. Great. 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 Well, this is Martin Luther King Jr. Weekend, and uh, we are reminded this weekend how Jesus opens us up as people to be those who are instruments of justice and how there is no place where the light of Christ can't make darkness go away. One of my favorite Martin Luther King quotes is this, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Also on this day, I am reminded of when I visited uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s childhood home and church, the church that his father pastored. And I remember how a great movement began through prayer and through chairs that you tear down and set up, which makes me, reminds me of the branches. God still to this day, uses his people to start great movements movements centered upon jesus and i believe that god is wanting us to continue on in a movement of sharing christ's love with all who we meet to start a movement that allows for salvation to be understood by all that's what excites me and i hope it excites you as well would you pray with me oh god you are good And your love endures forever. And right now, we just pray in the midst of a distracted time in our world's history. That we choose to focus more on you than anything else. So God, right now, lift our spirits, fill our souls, and let our hearts be set on fire for the gospel of Jesus Christ. In your name we pray amen well in may of 2021 just a year ago not that long ago i ran the mini marathon i know probably some of you have run this maybe a lot of you have run this or you know what it is it's a half marathon which is 13.1 miles and through the persuasion of friends and uh, an amazing brother-in-law alan uh, he encouraged me to do this And uh, I may have postponed it plenty of times, but last May was the first time that I ever ran an entire 13.1 mile. And by running it all, I mean there were times I walked too. (laughs) But uh, I was able to do this and it was so awesome. Now there were plenty of moments leading up to the race where I wanted to just be done where I just wanted to throw it in. But again, through the encouragement of Alan, who I was gonna be running the race with, and also through just that training patterns of getting out and running a few more miles here and a few more miles there, I was able to see that I could do this. Uh, The training and the the period, the training time is that that time where it builds up your, your physical body so that your physical body knows it can go the distance, but it also trains your mind to be able to have your mind say that 13.1 miles is not that long at all. I mean, I was the kid in elementary gym class that always chose to walk the one mile run. (laughs) And I found myself training for this long, long run. So when I was able to get to that final mile, hit that 12.1 moment, and realized there was just a mile to go, I realized that I was going to do it. And all of that training and all of that preparation was going to get me to the finish line. And it was an amazing moment for me. Uh, I mean, it was almost as good as winning this year's Fantasy Football League. I mean, another great athletic achievement, you know. But the thing is, is that through encouragement, through training and preparation, I was able to accomplish something I think that's pretty big. You know, this month, uh, this month we are beginning a year talking about believing, believing in what God has called us to become. You know, there are plenty of times in life where we just don't believe that something can be accomplished, Right. There were plenty of times I didn't believe that I could finish that race. And yet, I began to believe in it, and I began to see it take place. This month, as we talk about believing in what God has us calling us to become, we realize that there are gifts that we have been given to to live out this amazing calling that God has placed on each one of our lives. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. How beautiful is that? And what an amazing reminder it is to us when we begin to see that God has given us all gifts, all good gifts, and that how Paul is teaching us, and we saw last week, how Paul teaches us is that you get to use your gift to build up the local church. God has gifted you to grow his kingdom here on earth and we need to learn to believe that he has called us into that (laughs) sometimes when it comes to looking at the gifts that you have from god we can begin to think that they should just come naturally to us well if god has made me this way then clearly it should just be natural and easy and We sometimes take that superhero approach. I've been bitten by a spider, so now I can swing from building to building. I was born on planet Krypton, so now I can have extra human strength and I can fly. It's just something that should naturally take place. But the thing is, is that in a society that often tells us that things should come easy to us and definitely things should come instantly to us, we have to begin to see how God functions for us. And this approach of of just easily and naturally being able to step into the gifts that God has given to us is actually something that we begin to see God actually uses us in a way to grow into our gifts, to get better over time. And even we see this with Jesus. Remember, Jesus was fully human and fully divine. In his humanness, he grew into who he was to become. But he was always divine in that. And so we look at this. In, in Paul's approach to how can we become who God is calling us to be, he often talks about training ourselves up. In 1 Corinthians 9, 24-27, we see this famous passage that is often used, and I want to read it to us today. As we look at this today, I just want to encourage you as we have entered into a new year, I want you to, to be reading your Bible, reading your scriptures daily. If we can bathe ourselves in the words of God, we'll begin to see who God is. And when we see who God is, we begin to understand who we are. The Bible is this beautiful collection of of writings that have been inspired by God so that we can live out a deep faith. This This is something that I truly, I truly love. The Bible is this truth that pours into us. And so I encourage you, as you, as you read your Bibles, uh, take heart into it, study it, be excited about it, sometimes be confused by it, but continue to read it. In 1 Corinthians 9, 24-37, we see Paul say this, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training, You know, Paul, as he, is, as he is saying this to a group of people who are trying to understand what it means to follow Jesus and what they can do in being followers of Christ, Paul is really wanting to get the reader's attention here. He, he wants to help them to understand that they can move away from their weakness and, to, and their insecurity and train their bodies up so they can be racing out their faith by using the gifts that God has given to them. We see this in all the apostles actually. All the apostles had to grow and train themselves up to be the person that God has called them to be. You know, this section that we see is really all about engaging the self-discipline that we need in our faith so that others can have faith in Jesus too. A point that we know and we can understand but also that we see here is that to finish the race strong, is to be able to be able to train now. To be able to train now. To believe that you are you have a calling from God. Believe that you have uh, believe to believe that you have a gift from God. You need to begin to train now, and training is not easy. And it usually is in the training where we begin to think we are not good enough. Sometimes it is in the training that we begin to think that. Maybe God is skipping over me and hasn't given me the gifts to build up his local church. That is a lie. That is not true. It was in the training for me and the mini where I just wanted to stop and just be like, I don't need to do this. I wanted to end some runs a little bit early and i just call it a day, but I realized I needed to push through. And I need this reminder in my faith journey as well. There are days and there are moments where I can get frustrated. I'm frustrated. I'm not with you right now. I'm really frustrated. <laughs> I want to be with you. But I'm not going to give up. I'm going to continue to train to see what God is calling us all to become as a church. You know, Paul identifies in verse, 30, in verse 26, excuse me, that you can't just run aimlessly. Now, whenever I read this, this passage and whenever I read that, I just get the, the giggles, I guess. I get, I get a chuckle a little bit. And I just think about people who run aimlessly with their hands in the air and just running all over the place. They're not sure what to do. And I just think that's funny. Like, who would run aimlessly like that? And then I begin to think of my times in my life. And so people that I have known throughout life and, and their faith journey probably looks a lot like someone just running around with their hands up in the air. And just going random places. And just hoping that maybe God will make things a little bit clearer. I think we can sometimes take this approach in our faith where we just want to aimlessly go. And if God does something great, and if not, where are you, God? And I'll just be mad at you, Lord. But this is not how it works. And I remember having a professor in seminary who talked about a student who would just come up to him after class and say, you know what, you can teach me all you want about the Bible, but I just stand up in front of the church, open my Bible, point in a passage, and I start preaching. And I just believe the Holy Spirit will give me the right words to go. And the professor came back to the student and said, I'm sure the Holy Spirit will lead you where you need to go, but I'm sure the Holy Spirit would love to have something to work with. You know, sometimes we think aimlessly or just, I'll just show up works. But I believe that what we see from Paul in this, he's saying, you have been gifted by God. You have been given gifts. And now it is time to train yourself up and use those gifts to the best ability that you can. And allow for the Holy Spirit to interact with your gifts and to see what can be done. <laughs> That's powerful. That's powerful. powerful. In verse 27, Paul, it's interesting. This is Paul, right? This is Paul, the great missionary. He took uh, Jesus to the ends of the earth and he told people about Jesus. And he says here in verse 27, I strike a blow to my body and make it a slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Wait, what, Paul? You're good, right? Like, you're good. What are you talking about? But he says here, Let me never become comfortable in my faith. Let me always make sure that I'm moving forward and and, and growing in who God has called me to become. Because when I begin to think that it's about me and not about Jesus, I will disqualify myself from the final prize. If we find ourselves just sort of twiddling our thumbs, if we find ourselves just saying, you know what? I'm good where I'm at. I don't need to know what my gifts are. Or I had a gift 20 years ago and I didn't need to go forward with that. We're not taking the approach of Paul. Paul wants to make sure that he continues to move closer to who God is calling him to be in all things. He wants to move onward in holiness. He wants to make sure that he doesn't fall backwards and slip off of what God could use him to make sure that the church can grow. I hope in my life that I have that same approach in how I live my life, and I hope that for you as well. Andy Stanley, he says this, There is an immense difference between training to do something and trying to do something. Spiritual transformation is not a matter of trying harder. But of training wisely. Just like training a half marathon, you don't want to just go out the first day and run 13.1 miles in your training. You will hurt yourself. You say, but I got it done. I'm good. No, you want to learn to train wisely. This is the same for our faith. You can really beat yourself up in your faith development. You really can when you begin to try to take it all on yourself and think that it's all about what you can do instead of the grace of God working in you and through you. But my encouragement to you is that it is time to train wisely. If reading scriptures hasn't been part of your your journey, today's the day to begin. If praying daily hasn't been there, today's the day to begin. Worshiping regularly, train wisely and allow for God to work in you. Developing the gifts that God has given to you is developing, leaning into the grace that God sheds down upon you. The thing is, is that once you've identified your spiritual gift, then the list that we get, then we get to talk about how we can then develop those spiritual gifts. Now, last week, we had a list of, of 18 spiritual gifts that we looked at. So how do we take that gift and how do we then develop it? And I have a list of five things here. <clears throat> how do we develop it? The first is this. Accept some responsibility in the area of your gift. Own it. Own it. The second is this one. Seek encouragement and feedback from trusted friends and leaders. Don't keep your gift to yourself. Begin to ask others about that. Get, have them give you feedback. Three, take inventory of the opportunities available to you for using your gifts. I believe in this church right here. We have opportunities to use your gifts, or we know where to direct you to use those gifts. Come and talk with me, and I bet we can figure out how you can start using those. And four, take time to learn from those who are more experienced in the area of your gift. Lord of the Rings. Frodo listens to Gandalf, right? Right? Gandalf's been around the block. Frodo listens to Gandalf. Who is your Gandalf right now? For that matter, who is your, who is your, (laughs) who is your Dumbledore, you know? Anyway, all right, I can get E.T. really quick. Who is your, who is your Obi-Wan Kenobi? All right, okay, so, all right, here we go, okay. But learn from those who have done. Learn from those who are done the next is this, plan your life in the light of the gifts God has given to you. Don't try to live opposite to what God has called you to be. There will always be a disconnect. What this is going to do in your life is that it's going to allow for God to open up to you what your genuine purpose is. And as you begin this year, this is what I want you to understand from God's call in your life and the gifts that he has given to you, is that your purpose is going to be one that will certainly grow in your life and those around you, and it will also grow the kingdom of God. And this will begin to reveal to you and it will begin to activate in you something that you've never had before in your daily lives. Even when valleys come upon you, even when challenges approach you, you will be able to say, but God is with me and God is calling me to go forward. And if you have felt lost and if you have felt weary and if you have felt unrest and unable to understand and identify certain things, now is the time to begin to able to step into this life. This life of saying, Lord, give me your purpose. This life of saying, Lord, use me now. Let me see these gifts and let me develop them and train myself up in a way where I will not be disqualified. That I will go forward. If you are sitting here saying, but I have been disqualified and I have run aimlessly before, then I want you to hear this. The grace of Jesus is bigger. And the grace of Jesus is wanting you to be set free so that you can be set apart. Take this time now to develop your gifts and you'll become what God has called you to be. Would you pray with me? Oh, holy God, you are good and your love endures forever. Fill us in this day right now. A heart that is willing to train and a heart that is eager to know more of who you are. Lord, let us no longer run aimlessly. Let us no longer believe that we might be disqualified to be your instruments of grace, justice, and love. But let us, let us seek your will and reveal to us the call that you've placed upon us. In your name we pray, Amen. Blessings on you. Thank you for watching. I miss you. I'll see you next week. Stay healthy. I uh, uh, love you guys so much. Um, love you guys so much, and Jesus loves you so much more. All right. Have a great, great day. Go with Christ's love. Amen.